Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um... Had you, so we are reviewing Little Lies by H. Hunting, also known as Helena Hunting. Um, had you read this before? Was this a reread for you also? This was a reread. It was a reread for me too. Um, this is definitely like new adult. This is college. This is outside my wheelhouse of likes typically. However, I have huge faith in the author. And I picked it up when it came out in November of 2020, and I was obsessed. Same. Um, and it feels like it's taken forever. Book two in this line of books, this next gen books, comes out uh, the first part of September. And it's been almost two years, and I'm like, I she wanted it so much. Like, she, she's doing so much, so. I know. Yeah. I know. So on this episode, we are reviewing Little Lies by H. Hunting. This is an angsty, angsty enemies to lovers romance that kicks off her next gen series of her pucked children. I will not say that very fast. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, can you read the synopsis from Goodreads? I don't want you. You mean nothing to me. I never loved you. I turned my words into swords and I cut her down, shoved the blade in and watched her fall. I said I never hurt her and I did. Years later, I'm faced with all the little lies, the untruths, the false realities, the damage I inflicted when all I wanted was to indulge in my obsession. Lavender Waters is the princess in the tower. Even her name is the thing of fairy tales are made of. I used to be the one who saved her over and over again but I don't want to save her anymore. I just want to pretend the lies are still the truth. Standalone angsty new adult romance. Um, Heroine Lavender Waters is Alex and Violet Waters' youngest daughter, but only daughter. Um, And they are the hero, Alex and Violet are the heroine and hero of Pucked and Forever Pucked. Um, They are the couple that originated the pucked series and i was thinking about it that puck series they're young like he's 26 or 27 and she's 23 or 22 like they're super young in that book yes so it you know helena writes new adults but she doesn't write them like new adults um the hero kodiak cody bowman is Rook and Lainey Bowman's son from A Lie for a Lie. Um, And that is the couple that was the original book in the All In series, which is her spinoff of the Pucked series. Now, have you read Pucked and the All In series? Yes. Um, A Lie for a Lie is one of my favorites by Helena. Okay, it is my least favorite. Really? <laughs> it is. I think Rook is an asshole, and we actually see that in this book. Um, okay, so this originally released November 16th of 2020, 
genre. This is a new adult romance. I just want to be very clear. There is difference between new adult and contemporary romance. These are not fully developed, mature individuals. Right. Yes, they are still working on that frontal lobe. Yeah. Um, Tropes for this book. Slow burn, siblings, best friend, enemies to lovers, childhood crush, college romance, forced proximity. The series name is Lies, Hearts, and Truths. This is book one. It is a second gen series and it does stand alone. Put out percentage was 69%. (laughs) and there should be content warnings on this it does deal with mental health anxiety and childhood trauma is there any others i think that covers it okay so let's talk about lavender waters because (laughs) she is a little bit i don't want to say she's broken she's not broken no. um when we like first see her i think in a lie for a lie she she's kind of like she doesn't talk at all the the twins she has a twin brother river i think it's secret They're... for a secret it's um queenie okay. and king's book thanks okay and yeah she's very quiet and i mean she's the youngest of how many Kids. five four or five okay yeah yeah because there's and robbie the there's robbie maverick her twin river and her so just the four okay yeah she's very shy very introverted she's an artist very much you know like sees the world through the eyes of an artist i think also i agree she she's always seeing things differently than others are. Yeah. I also felt like Helena did a really interesting way of showing how Lavender dealt with her own perception of her childhood and some of the traumas that happened to her within her childhood. I agree. Um, And Queenie is her therapist, which is kind of fun too um and it's really interesting how you see her like grow through the therapy um yeah it's not always on the page but like you do see it because even though this story spans a lot of years like from the time they were young children until now they are sophomore and seniors in college um so we do get little snapshots of their lives as they're growing. We see that Lavender dealt with some bullying in um, middle school and that, you know, she was a victim and of attempted kidnapping. And all of these things play into her perception into the world. It doesn't jade her, though. Right. She's just um, a little more aware of what could, like, set her off. Yeah, I think she does have a self-awareness that not many of us at 19 and 20 have. Right. Because she knows her boundaries. Like, she is very, she is starting her sophomore year. She spent her freshman year at home going to the local community college. And she's going now to the big campus in Chicago where her siblings are. And her parents felt like to kind of protect her 
and to help her adjust to this new living situation, it would be best for her to live with her brothers in a house that the family owns on campus. As a mom of like three boys and one girl, (laughs) that does not sound like a good idea at all. Well, and the eldest brother, who is also a senior, is a senior hockey player, big man on campus. Um, And then her twin brother is a um, is a star football player. Like he didn't follow family tradition and go for the, the hockey. He's a football player. Now, if you are a star hockey player and your brother is a star football player and you have a house and kind of an unlimited amount of trust fund type income, are you going to behave? Right. I mean, the house has a pool in multiple stories. It's like a den of sexualness. <laughs> and College students have a lot of hormones. Which we see. We, we, we do. We, we do see quite a bit. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure how smart it was. But Lavender realizes that like she is not comfortable and confident in this living situation and signs herself up for housing. She's going to go to a dorm. <laughs> that <last> Quickly. <laughs> one night. quickly backfires and she is back home um which you know at least self-realization she's like nope can't do this lady she crazy which she was been there done that too yeah yeah um so let's talk about kodiak because i mentioned earlier kodiak is the son of um of laney and rook and Rook is my least favorite of Helena's heroes in this hockey world. Because he's a judgmental fucking jackass. Yes, he does jump to conclusions very, very quickly. And I'm not saying he doesn't care about his son. He doesn't care about his wife. But I honestly believe that some of the choices that he and Laney made really kind of screwed with Cody's head more than it helped. Yes, I would agree as well. Like, um, especially towards the end, you kind of see him realizing that a little bit and and Cody kind of seeing like how it affected him as well. Right. He does have some. So overall, both these characters show a lot of growth. Yes. I think, you know, Lavender, instead of just quietly ignoring Kodiak and dealing with his grumpy, surly nature as he is around she finally gets the gumption to confront him and be like, you don't get to do this. You don't get to walk in here and be like, I've loved you always. And, and you disappointed me. And, you know, we need to make this right. Instead, she yeah, like, and, well, part of the reason she does that is because he pushes like way too far, like way too far. He drove me bonkers. Like, there is a scene where he finds out her school schedule. And he's going to stick it to her because he just needs to needle her. So he decides to volunteer to pose nude for three hours in her drawing class. And he does it just to get a reaction out of her. 
screen. She does so well at it. Like, she doesn't react. Instead, she gets even. And I quote, <laughs> I drew a half erect penis where his head should be and where the head of his actual penis should be. I drew his face, a tiny, very detailed version, red and angry with horns like the devil. Yeah. Good for you, sister. Right. And he was mad about that. Like he was. You expect, dude. Right. Kind of an asshole. Um, I also want to talk about the dildo drawer. Yeah, this is where I was talking. Like he he just pushed far. First of all, he's obviously been in her room looking in her things when she is not home. Um, creepy. Don't do that. Next, she is up in her bedroom getting some tutoring assistance from a friend. And he barges in because it's a guy friend. And thinks that he is trying to get with Lavender. Which there is a secret there. We're not going to divulge that secret. But he is not trying to get with Lavender. And in a fit of rage and jealousy, he pulls open her nightstand and dumps a ton of dildos on the bed between them. The only one with a reaction, really. Yeah. Like, he's the only one that's upset by all of those. Now, I'll tell you the scene in this book that totally rocks is when she takes that dildo, suctions it to the floor, <laughs> and gives him a show. Like, you want to touch this? No, I don't think so. I'll take care of myself. I'm a big girl. I also love that her grandmother sends her boxes in <laughs> Chi-Chi in her nondescript packaging. Right. I just love that. I was like, oh, so funny. Um, so we actually get quite a bit of extra characters. So I think this is part of where I'm frustrated, as I, especially as I reread this. So we had book one back in November of 2020. She gives us such little Easter eggs and little crumbs of all these other characters. And it's almost two years later and we haven't gotten them yet. Right. right. Like, I remember, like, thinking when this book was over, like, I need River's book, like, now. I need River's book and I need BJ's book. Yes. And honestly, I would love to know Robbie's story. Because he doesn't fit the family dynamic of the waters, but he's very connected to his grandfather, who we all know grows the pot and makes the special candies in Canada. <laughs> and so I love I love that. And I want all those stories. Me too. And BJ is a figure skater, correct? He is. He is a figure skater. But he is with his dad's, he is the son of Lily and Randy Ballistic. Um, and instead of going into hockey, he is tall and lanky with a lush beard and is a figure skater like his mother. And I love that. I think he's an only child also. He might have a sister, but I thought they said only child. But I oh. 
trees in the front of the book. Yeah. I love, I loved Randy. He is one of my favorite. He's not my ultimate favorite of this series, but he is one of my favorites. And I want his son's story because his son is just like him, like a total flirt. And just, I loved that. He's also like, DJ is so insightful. Um, Because like one of the quotes I pulled out was like, he's talking to Lavender about Cody and he says, he's been in love with you since you were kids. He just didn't know how to love without taking over your entire world or letting it take over his. He needed you to be strong enough to put him in his place and you are, which means things are finally going to be as they should. Like he recognizes like this connection they have. Yeah, but half the time he's sound asleep. <laughs> he sleeps everywhere. He does. Um, I, I just, I really do love this story, but I like that they both, like Cody had to realize that he can't control Lavender, that she is stronger than that. And as you get to the end, you see that he has to make some tough choices because Lavender is not going to not live life. Right. And she doesn't like, she doesn't make that choice easily on her own either. Um, it's, it's amazing. Like how alike and different they are at the same time. Yeah. They both deal with a lot of anxiety and they cope with it in different ways. Um, something that we've talked about recently and that's come up in discussions in different book communities is the use of flashbacks. Do we love them? Do we hate them? What value do they add to a story? Do you want the flashbacks or do you think this story would have been complete without flashbacks? This story, I think, needed the flashbacks. Yeah, I think that this is one of those stories that needs the flashbacks. Helena Hunting has been writing for a very long time and she is the queen of what she writes and she does do flashbacks very very well with a lot of balance and enough emotion but it doesn't drag the story down right it is very like need to know information from that perspective at that time yeah um okay anything else you need to add before we get to our questions Oh, I think we covered it. Okay. So did you like this book? I did. Same. I really enjoyed this. And it was a great reread. It really holds up. There wasn't anything in this book that I was like cringy or like, you know, sometimes you reread a book and you're like, ooh, what was I thinking? Nope. Yeah, this it one. Hit, hit a little different for me this time around because like my kids are older. Mm -hmm. So like I can see my kids like in the roles of like some of the flashbacks. So yeah. Yeah. It's still very, very good. Very good. Uh, who would typically like the book? Um, I don't, this is a sports romance, but there's not really that sports element in it. No. Um, so if you like a little more angst, um, see character development, go like, grow through the struggles um yeah I didn't those even, individuals and in together yeah I didn't even put this as a hockey romance because <laughs> there isn't a ton of sports there isn't a ton of team dynamic or games or anything like that this is truly their story so this 
if you want a story that is very character driven, a story that shows character growth, um, and you like a college or angstier romance, then you absolutely should check this out. I liked this because a lot of times in new adult, we get bully and there was no bullying in this. Right. Well, there was, but Bethany is stupid, so it's fine. Oh yeah. And she, she got hers. She, yeah, she did. Um, would you recommend this book? I would. Same. I would also recommend this book. I love Helena hunting. I read everything she writes. Um, I do think that this is like what she does well though, is these character heavy I stories that, you know, show a lot of growth and a lot of difference yes it'll be interesting to see where the other characters go yeah maverick's book comes out september 1st i believe so you want to pre-order that one um anyway jenny thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance thanks for having me um until next time everyone happy reading Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 